Welcome to another episode of History. In this episode, we will be investigating the murder mystery of an Aboriginal man, also known as Narrabeen Man. Let's start from the beginning. Narrabeen Man's remains were discovered in January 2005 at a bus shelter in Narrabeen. His skeleton was found by contractors who were digging a trench for electricity cabling in the corners of Octavia Street and Ocean Street. Fun fact, they originally wanted to name the skeleton Octavia Man since he was found on the corner of Octavia Street. But then again, you can't call a man Octavia. When they found the body, the contractors believed the skeleton belonged to a recent murder victim and the police were called in to investigate. However, upon closer inspection, they realised the skeleton was too old and called archaeologists from the Australian National University to initiate a forensic investigation. A team of archaeologists and researchers arrived and unearthed the body. Among the bones, the archaeologists also found 17 stone artefacts. According to Dr Joe MacDonald, an archaeologist and senior research fellow called to investigate the remains, they're quite common tools that we find in archaeological sites around Australia, but the function of these has never been totally demonstrated. People have started doing residue studies on these and we've discovered that they've been used for a range of purposes. They've been used to cut up vegetables, we found starch on them, we found bits of feather and plant remains and proteins and things on them, but we've never actually found them in a human body. And so in this particular case, we've been able to demonstrate that these particular types of tools were used as barbs on a spear and the spear was used to kill somebody. A small sample of the bones was sent to Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California for carbon dating. Radiocarbon dating proved his skeleton was about 4,000 years old, making him the oldest skeleton in Sydney and the third oldest in Australia after Mungo Man and Mungo Lady. His skeleton was preserved with warm, dry sand which kept it in the same position for 4,000 years. Judging from his bones, Narrabeen Man was approximately 6 foot or 183 centimetres tall, which was very tall for Aboriginal people at that time, as the average height was 5 foot 6, and he was between 30 to 40 years old when he died. When Narrabeen Man's body was found, it was not buried in the traditional burial posture. Instead, he was laying on his side with one arm across his head, as if he had been flung to the ground. His wound showed he had died from a spearing. One spear entered from the front, cutting the intestines and a kidney and lodging in the spine. A second spear was thrown from behind and had also lodged in the spine. A third spear bounced off his skull and it was also hit with another sharp implement. Other artefacts suggest more spears were embedded in the body but did not do any damage to the bones, says Dr. Paul Willis, an ABC science reporter. He also had sharp fragments from spear points lodged in his spine and vertebrae, a huge slice to the top of his of his cranium from an axe and evidence of burning on the back of his skull. Violent, right? This is evidence that Narrabeen Man was mauled to death with spears and was then left to die. Now, before you elaborate on the weapons that were used to kill him, we're going to have a quick 30 second ad break. Stay tuned. You're at a restaurant just after a meal. Uh, the bill comes. Sir, here's your bill. Oh my gosh, it's a whopping amount. <gasps> you pass it on to the next person. Hey. He passes it on hey. and on. Why? Nobody likes unpleasant surprises. Well, why should you? With the new Hutz Delight Meals, you won't get any surprises in your bill. Just pure value. Enjoy your favorites every day, from pizzas, pastas, to sides and drinks, from as low as 14 ringgit per person. Available for dine-in only. <laughs> And we're back. 
So, what killed Narrabeen Man? The most common spear in the area was the fishing spear, since Narrabeen is located on the coast. There were also ceremonial spears and hunting spears that were designed for different animals. Some spear tips were made to penetrate and couldn't come out. A reconstruction of the death spear from the time of Narrabeen Man shows how sharp, small pieces of stone called backed artifacts were fixed to the shaft of the spear with resin. There could be a couple dozen of these sharp stone pieces stuck to the head of a death spear. Narrabeen Man's wound showed he had died from at least three different kinds of this spear. According to Alan Madden, an Aboriginal cultural and educational officer, he hasn't been initiated. If he was, he would have his two front teeth removed or knocked out. And that was the initiation ritual around this area in the Sydney Basin that a lot of the young boys went through to become men. Experts believe Narrabeen Man was not from the Sydney region because he still had his front two teeth, where the local regional initial was for them to be removed. This initiation process was only traditional during white settlement, so it might not have been used 4,000 years ago. Analysis of his bones showed he ate mostly fish, seaweed and shellfish, which is evidence that he had lived by the sea all his life and that he was probably from this area. So why was he killed in such a violent manner? Evidence shows he was either sacrificed in a ritual killing or for punishment of a serious crime. Nonetheless, he died a remarkable death in a very unremarkable location. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.